That period, the late 50s, early 60s, was a hugely influential moment for comedy and also for jazz. Along with groundbreaking albums by Miles Davis and John Coltrane, it was also the high-water mark for the bass player Charles Mingus, who had emerged as one of the most important jazz composers. Mingus had played bass on a record called The Greatest Jazz Concert Ever, along with Dizzy Gillespie, Charlie Parker, Bud Powell, and Max Roach. But around the time that came out, Mingus was working on another masterpiece of sorts, one that doesn't get nearly enough credit. Jody Avergan explains. We know this masterpiece exists because of a photograph. Charles Mingus likely took it himself sometime in 1953 or early 54. It's a photo of his cat. There it is, jet black with a white belly and chin, and he's perched on the side of a toilet bowl. He's got his tail in the air and a look of content concentration on his face. It's a look that's best described as the kind of look a cat would have when taking a dump into Charles Mingus's toilet. The photo is on the cover of a small pamphlet, which you could order directly from him by mail, called The Charles Mingus Catalog for Toilet Training Your Cat. Step 1. You must train your cat to use a homemade cardboard litter box. Start moving the box towards the bathroom. Do it gradually. You got to get him thinking. Then... You put the box on top of the toilet. Mingus gets extremely detailed. Cut a small hole in the very center of his box. Less than an apple, about the size of a plum. Right away, he will start aiming for the hole. It goes on and on like this. And, after a week or two... You will realize that you have won. The most difficult part is over. Mingus concludes with some crucial advice. The main thing to remember is not to rush or confuse it. Good luck, Charles Mingus, 1954. Jody? Yeah. In 2014, in a two-bedroom apartment in Crown Heights, Brooklyn, we're putting the Mingus method to the test. Jody, cool. nice to meet you. Nice to meet you. So who is this? This is Dizzy. Dizzy? Dizzy's a five-and-a-half-month-old kitten. We're going to train this cat to use the toilet. Licking the microphone. <laughs> Dizzy is that perfect mix of trusting and playful and super cute. And his owners, Kevin and Nicole, are going above and beyond. We have been playing a lot of Charles Mingus for him. Awesome. I asked Mingus biographer Gene Santoro about that. What song would he play for the cat? You know, to get him in the mood. If you put on something like Better Get It In Your Soul, the cat's likely to not be too happy because it's raucous. You might want to listen to Farwell's Mill Valley. It's a very, very beautiful piece. As you flip through the catalog, you can interpret it in two ways. One, it's the work of a crazy musician stuck in his railroad apartment. When I listen to Mingus' music, sometimes I think of it as sort of a map to his fevered mind. The pamphlet, it reads the same way. But it also tells a second story, that of a creative mind in overdrive. That nagging urge that led to his cat training obsession is the same thing that drove his musical genius. 
there isn't a disconnect. He was doing jazz, so there was improvisation involved. But when he was writing the music for like the heads and the themes and things like that, he was attempting to notate down to the breath control exactly what each note in those themes would be for every instrumentalist. And this is the period we're talking about where this gets generated. It's that same sort of like step by step, I'm going to take you through this, and then you're on your own. Do you have cats? I inherited a cat from my daughter when she left home, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> does it use the toilet? Uh, it does not, no. It strikes me as a longtime cat cohabitor or whatever I am that it actually makes sense in terms of the cat's psychology. Everything is very gradual. You know, it's not a dog. You can't hurt it. (laughs) This project, do you think he thought he would make money? Oh, yeah. I mean, that's why he was selling it. He'd talk about it after gigs with people or stuff like that. Imagine that moment. A smoky jazz club, 1954. You go up to chat with the legendary bass player. You want an autograph or maybe a little musical advice. But before you know it, he steers the conversation towards getting you to buy his pamphlet about toilet training a cat. A couple weeks into the dizzy experiment, I check in with Kevin and Nicole. They're still on step one. Yeah, we woke up this morning to a surprise on the bath mat. And then a few days ago, he just sort of missed the box. You know, there's an easier way to do this. On the internet, you can buy a kit, and it's basically a modern version of the Mingus method. But Kevin and Nicole are following the catalog. Cardboard box, newspaper litter, patience, and time. It took me about three or four weeks to toilet train my cat. Nightlife. Um, It's a little bit of a hassle. It just requires a little bit of undoing of bungee cords and moving things around and newspaper flying everywhere in the bathroom. Do it gradually. He's so cute, so it's worth it. Mr. Mingus, what do you think of this eviction today? I think America is beautiful. As the 50s moved into the 60s, Charles Mingus's life began to fall apart. There's this documentary from the time, which shows him being evicted from his apartment. Charlie, do you think you're being persecuted because you're a jazz musician? No, I think I'm really being helped. I really think I'm being helped. In what way? I don't know. I think that uh, maybe people get to see what's going on. His belongings are all over the sidewalk. He's walking down the stairs, holding a shotgun, babbling erratically. His whole scene had collapsed musically. He was doing a lot of pills. Later in life, Santoro says his children, visiting their father in Los Angeles, discovered a collection of bottles filled with urine. He told them, I think, at different points that these were like experiments he was doing, but he was out of it. Mingus wrote some of the greatest jazz of the century, but he never really made any money off of it. Suffice it to say, he never made any money from the catalog either. It's been three months since I first met Dizzy, so I called to check in on the progress. So, <laughs> do you have bad news for me? Bad news for you in that um, the, the Mingus potty training method was, was a failure, unfortunately. Um, Dizzy never really got used to the idea of using the laptop box with newspaper in it. He just like, was not into it. So we actually sprung for like, uh, I don't know, can I say brand names? Is that, or am I like endorsing them then? I don't know. So like, they're, Say they're it. City Kitties. 
City Kitty is, a, is the brand. There, I said it. Okay. Uh, yeah, I feel a little bit like a sellout, but uh, he, had trouble, he had trouble being on target. Well, look, you know, I don't think you're dishonoring the legacy of Charles Mingus or anything. I just think that your cat is not feeling it. Well, I appreciate that. Thank you. All of public radio listening America is pulling for Dizzy to pull it off <laughs> one way or another. Well, good. Yeah, I hope so. We certainly are. Mingus was on to something. There's certainly a benefit to it, both spiritually and logistically in the household. And you're not going to throw out any of your Mingus records or anything? No, no, not at all. If anything, it has only, it has only furthered my love of the man and his music. For Studio 360, I'm Jody Avergan. Mingus's catalog was read for us by the actor Reg E. Cathy who you might recognize from The Wire and House of Cards. At Studio360.org, we've got a link to Mingus's pamphlet and a very funny video of Reg Cathy reading it. And have any of you successfully trained your cat using the Charles Mingus method? If so, let us know in a comment on our website, and please send us a picture. <laughs>